Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. We are excited to share our guests with you today. The hosts of Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Russ Morgan started his career in the financial industry. With four years of planning under his belt, Russ was stunned in September of 2008 to see the Dow Jones plummet 800 points. He had no idea that the market could react in such a volatile manner and knew this was something he could never have control over. He began a journey that day to passionately understand more about how to take back and gain control over his money, as well as his clients. He enlightens business owners and investors with the knowledge they need to make sound financial decisions. Russ thrives on helping people in their journey to reach financial freedom. Joey Murray started his career in the mortgage business in 2003. He grew to become a branch manager with one of the nation's top mortgage lenders, leading 25 loan officers. By 2010, he had achieved national recognition. Despite earning an impressive income, he still had significant questions about how to save for the future without having to borrow from banks. In 2010, he met Russ, who shared the infinite banking concept, and everything changed. Joey decided to join Russ and co-founded a company called Wealth Without Wall Street. They teach people to stop trading time for money to achieve financial freedom by following the five pillars of Wealth Without Wall Street. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. Today we have Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome, Russ and Joey. Excited to have you guys on the Action Catalyst. Man, excited to be here. Thank you for inviting us on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd love to hear about how you guys met each other and got into business with Wealth Without Wall Street. What an interesting name. And here at the Action Catalyst, we love hearing pivot moments. What was that pivot moment for both of you to meet each other and then go to business together? Well, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, So Russ and I were friends first. Uh, We actually met at church and I was in the mortgage business and Russ was in the financial world and I didn't really understand all that he did. And so one day he was like, hey, I've got some clients. I need to start referring you for mortgage, but I need you to read this book. I need you to understand kind of the the way that we go about helping our clients build wealth. And, um, you know, I want you to be familiar with it. And when they come to you for mortgage help. And of course, I read it and went home and said, man, I need to be doing this. Wait a minute. This is the kind of idea that I've been looking for. I I was in commission sales. And if anybody's in commission sales, they know that income is going up. It's going down. It's totally unpredictable. Markets affect it, so on and so forth. And I said, man, I just, I wasn't crazy about putting money in a 401k. And I didn't know what else was out there. And so anyways, I started reading these things. I said, Russ, I need to be your client. And so that's kind of how this whole thing started. I was his client for four years and um, began really just being burdened that I had, I had learned something that other people needed to learn. Other people like me that had uncertain incomes and wanted some certainty 
and some control back of their finances that I really needed to teach these steps that I'd been learning from Russ. And so I said, well, hey, Russ, you mind if I come join you? And Russ, well, how, was that? how did that go? How did that conversation go? <laughs> so imagine one of your really close friends who is doing really well. And, I, and he's humble, so he won't say it, but he was making about $300,000 a year. He was managing about 25 people in addition to doing you know, 15 to 30 mortgages a month himself. And he's got three kids, a fourth one on the way. And he tells me that he wants to leave this job to come work with me. <laughs> you can only imagine what my response may be. It's like, wait a second. I, th- this may not go well. Yeah. So I convinced him otherwise. Um, so he said, okay, well, if you can sell me, maybe, maybe we can, we have something here. And um, so we broke out in, uh, that was in 2014. And by 2016, we realized we really needed to kind of to form our own company. And that's where Wealth Without Wall Street was born. And ultimately, I mean, you can think about it like in times like now, people are searching for something that is stable, something that is not tied to market swings that you can take control. And so the whole brand of Wealth Without Wall Street is just designed for that very purpose, to give people alternatives they never knew existed, but would give them more of what they're looking for their money to do. Thinking about that, I mean, you talk about pivot points. We we were in, even at that point in time, even though we were we were talking about a lot of the same things that we were doing, the pivot though, that we didn't know at the time of how valuable it was going to be to us, the people that we serve, was the fact that we we left a traditional business that was very belly to belly to operating online because, you know, we're sitting here, we're all doing these interviews from our home or home offices. And it is definitely an opportunity that would have, had we been in the same position we were back in 2015, we, we would be in trouble. And like a lot of other businesses who are trying to figure out how to operate outside of their traditional measures, thankfully, and the pivot we made back then set us, and put us in position to really be able to prosper in times like this. Mm, mm, that's awesome. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear uh, on on a fun note your nicknames. And I know Russ, the idea guy, and Joey, the stallion. Where in the world did those come from? <laughs> well, if you're around me. Uh, any length of time you will you will know and I, I know you you know my business coach Kitty Barrow very well and she's constantly having to rein me in uh, on the number of ideas that I have and as as an entrepreneur that is the, the the funnest thing that we have is the ability to share ideas and come up with them and create vision and go run after as many of them as we possibly can and it was just a natural thing we actually had an open house at our office. And my sister, of all people, had, is an artist, and she was drawing on our kind of our office walls or glass, and she uh, was drawing some like murals. And one of the things that she put on outside of my office was the idea guy, and it just stuck. And it, it was just a fun thing for us to to kind of go with, as we wanted to create some way for people to know us and build some character for our podcast. Yeah, and and as far as the stallions concerned, um, you know. I've always been had that nickname since high school, the Italian Stallion. 
you know, I'm basically a purebred, you know, my, my, my mom and my dad are both full, full bore Italians. And, uh, you know, so it just kind of stuck. It's just been something that's been with me for a while. It was a surprise that it came out in the podcast, uh, early on in the thing. I think it was Russ or somebody else just started calling me that I was like, what? And then everybody just, it kind of stuck. So <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I love it. It makes it easy to remember as well. So <laughs> Uh, well, I know here we are, it's April 2020, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a financial crisis, and people are working from home overnight. You have parents that have become at-home teachers. So there's a lot of challenges that everybody in the world can currently relate to. As entrepreneurs, you guys have probably had your fair share of challenges and things that you've had to overcome. So what would be one of those examples of a challenge that you've had to develop your resiliency muscle around? And uh, so that's question number one. And then question number two, how are you using that muscle today with the circumstances that are happening with COVID-19? Yeah, I'll jump in here. I I think early on, I mean, Joey, as as he mentioned before, and and I kind of reiterated, was very successful in sales. And, and I, I think I was too, just, we relate to people and, and we, we love talking to people and helping people. And for us, that was an area of expertise that we had. But as we transitioned to business owners, then we were trying to find ways to expand our business. And we had to step out of the roles that we were gifted at as managing, kind of being solopreneurs and uh, you know, dependent only on our own um, talents to then hiring other people. So I'd say early on for us, like one of the biggest obstacles we had was really trying to understand the you know the challenges of hiring the the right people because of, you know we we would just go with our gut instinct that oh this person will be great for marketing or this person will be great for administrative functions and it would just be because we liked them and they related to us and they they would. <laughs> It just was not a good fit. So I, I think early on, the hiring functions of trying to be a business owner really uh, was the area that, that we struggled with. Would you say uh, anything different to that, Joey? Well, I would just say that, you know, I, I, sometimes I hear on these podcasts, everybody gets interviewed and it's like, man, everything is perfect now. Like I'm just, we just crushing it right now. But I'd say the challenge that he's mentioning continues even on now. It's as we are building a business, as, as it continues to grow, how do you replace yourself in the roles that you are the most comfortable in, um, like in the sales seat? And we've, we've been blessed to have great people that have come on as advisors, but it's still a challenge. It's still a challenge to make sure that the message is the same, that um, you, you're, you're transferring passion, you're transferring like the business owner is the person who started it from scratch and has all the blood, sweat and tears. And now they're trying to transfer that to somebody else and make sure that that, that continues on. And so um, that's even where we're at right now. To be honest with you, that's what we're trying to do um, to continue to scale. Cause we realize we are the biggest bottleneck in some cases. Like if we aren't going to be willing to step out of sales and be the owner. The thing that only the owner can do is to grow and scale that business. And if we don't do that, if we don't step out of that role, then um, then we really are, you know, 
kind of hamstringing ourselves uh, from growth. So that would be a challenge. So for all the listeners out there that are sitting there nodding their heads going, yes, team building is difficult. Recruiting is difficult. What would be one piece of advice that you would give on what you can do to find and select and hire A plus talent? I would say that it it comes down to um, getting somebody or a system or something that is objective, uh, that is easier for us to, 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 again, Russ and I just love being around people. So we just are like, man, we're pulling for this person in the interview. And that's, that's like the worst place to be. You don't need to be pulling for somebody. And, and so I think when we've had success, when we've brought in others who can be objective and who can kind of, kind of sift through those initial interviews to get us to the people that are really um, the best suited, even from doing like personality profiling and things like that, and then having initial interviews that we're not involved in, and then we only get to talk to the ones that really are the, the best fit. And then we can just see how they are, um, you know, in a cultural aspect. Yeah. And you said the word cultural and, you know, um, Joey and I don't have affiliation in this company, but early on we used a tool called the culture index, which is there's a lot of different personality testing that goes on out there. And we just happened to gravitate to this one because we had a friend uh, who had introduced it to it, but it, it really helped us, um, have our uh, people that we're interviewing for go through a testing process. So before we ever, um, you know, apply, you know, put the position out there for someone to uh, apply for, we we had to go through the process of what does this job require? What personality type is going to be the best to fulfill it? And by doing that, it, we created literally uh, through this behavior type a, a perfect match. And then we had every single person that interviewed for the different jobs that we were offering have to go through and take that test initially. And if they were not 75% match or more, I think that's what the number we were using, then we didn't even, we didn't, we just, just moved on. We didn't even have the interview. And that was really helpful for us early on. And then as we uh, later on, we end up hiring someone to be our COO who had uh, actually owned and ran, um, a hiring a company, a temp company, as well as a, a, an online kind of management training business. And, and so then we had an expert in the room that could then ask all those uh, appropriate questions. So whether it's a tool, it's someone uh, that you hire or you bring in, we, we definitely needed that to help us think objectively versus subjectively. Great. And, and how are you, doing with the challenges that are currently happening with COVID-19 and the economic uh, downturn and what are you guys doing to adapt right now? Well, I'll tell you the first thing we've done uh, is everybody's working remotely, as you know, and we even had our quarterly offsite. I'm, I'm doing air quotes if you can't uh, audibly see those, but we did our offsite yesterday virtually uh, while everybody is on Zoom. And, and so we're, we're making changes like that. Um, but in, the, in general, our business was already basically virtual. And so we haven't missed a beat in terms of operationally. Um, that's, a, that's a blessing, as, as Russ was just saying, is like we made those changes when it really wasn't necessary um, so that now we're able to continue on. 
Um, but beyond that, I mean, I, I hope that we're actually the place that people are looking to because they are so worried about the future and they are so concerned about what's just happened to the things that they have been putting money in for years and years. And now they say, wait a minute, this isn't working out the way that I anticipated. Um, so what else is, what else is there? And we want to be that al- alternative that they find um, amidst this crisis, you know, and it's not going to make everything go away, but hopefully give them a path that they can then follow. Well, I was just going to say kind of things that we are doing. And as Joey was saying, I mean, it, it's innovation and imagination is what really helps people overcome hardships. And I think all businesses right now are trying to figure out better ways to operate. And if we don't find better ways, if we come out of this and we're doing the business as we did before, we're behind. I, I think it was Wayne Gretzky that, that would say, you can't go to where the puck is. You have to go to where it's going. And I feel like that's the way we look at our business is that we need to be innovating in this time frame. So when we come out, we're, we're a business that's operating more efficiently with, with new product lines, with new processes, new services things that our customer can access because I think there's going to be people that are like, wow, I could do this stuff from home. Wait a second. Homeschooling isn't so hard. Maybe I, I, I should, you know, run my business from here. And, and so they're going to want to work more digitally. And I think businesses need to operate that way. And thankfully our business does operate digitally, but we're in the process of creating more online demand courses, ways for people to access materials that we have, without getting on a, a Zoom meeting like this with one of our team members. So it, it, there are things that we are trying to do to keep up because we know that the world is changing. And I think for the better, and this is just going to be that opportunity we have not to miss out. Mm, mm, that's great. It's nice that the pivot already had happened uh, before everything was forced to go virtual. So that uh, that is great. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and why did you start it and what's it all about? Well, that's probably the biggest pivot, to be honest. Um, you're looking at uh, two guys that are devilishly handsome. I mean, I know that. But beyond that, we really have no clue what we're doing when it comes to online stuff. And uh, we had a younger guy that worked with us uh, three years ago, and he said, you guys need to do a podcast. And we were said, we said, wait a minute, what, how do you spell that? Like what, I don't even know where to find that on my phone. Right. And, but yet the whole idea was we were trying to figure out a solution to a problem. And that was our business was growing and we realized we need to have a daily or weekly conversation with our clients. And so we said, well, at least there's, you know, several hundred people here that, that could hear us. So we'll just do a podcast so that they can have a regular you know, conversation with us and we won't have a year go by or six months go by with, between conversations. And little did we know that the podcast platform is actually listened to worldwide. It's not just those two or 300 people that we were intending it to be. And so we little by little started having, you know, three or four months into the podcast, we had people start calling us hey, um, I've been listening to this and what you guys are talking about is what I've been looking for. Is there any way you could help me do what you're talking about? And we're like, wait a minute, you're from Washington or you're in Maine or I mean, what all over the country. And it was totally unintended. 
but it was one of those turning points, as you mentioned, the catalyst that was like, wow, this, this required us to immediately start doing business online and doing things virtually. And it all became because, you know, we were just trying to get the message out to our clients more regularly. Um, well, so, and, and, and the, that led us into your question was kind of geared around what, what is it about? And for us, we started interviewing entrepreneurs who were finding ways to build businesses, to build investment streams, to break free of what we call the Wall Street mindset of, of, of doing it just one way. And that, I mean, it, it happened early on. I wish I could say that Joey and I had this like grand plan. This is exactly what we want to accomplish. And as Joey said, initially, it was really just let's have a weekly conversation with our clients but as it kept going, as we kept interviewing more and more entrepreneurs on our on our podcast, we realized that the our podcast was about helping people take action. I mean, your podcast name, the Action Catalyst, I love that because really there's lots of ideas that can get shared, but unless somebody takes action, it really doesn't matter. It's just words. And for us, we wanted to talk to entrepreneurs who were taking action and inspire the people on an everyday basis who are listening that, you know, this isn't just something you can see on TV. This isn't something that you just listen to a podcast and go about your day. We wanted to inspire people to take action, to be the entrepreneurs, to be the examples of the people that they were hearing about. And it, it led us to interviewing a lot of people that were just, just like you and me, you know, not, you know, successful, but not like, you know, somebody that's untouchable, somebody that they could say, oh, I relate to that person. You know, I, I have those same struggles. I, I have the same, you know, our family size are very similar and I have the same desires that they have. I don't want to, you know, when my, when my daughter asked me, do you have to go to work today? I don't want to have to say yes. I want to say no. And, and so it just became a, a, a way for us to keep giving the person listening more ideas, more ways to be able to take action on things that for some people might seem impossible, might seem strange. I mean, the the concept of the Wall Street mindset is not just about investing in stocks and bonds. I mean, clearly, we we see what that has created and the turmoil that exists right now in that marketplace. But it's more than that. It's that I don't have to just do it this one way. There are other options. And if my definition of financial freedom is more time with family. Maybe that travel is more time with family. But at the end of the day, I just want to have more time. And if you guys can show me how to do that and you can give me a, a plan or path to run down, man, I, I'm all over. It. And that's what we kind of found through our podcast, what it became and, and what we continue to see it evolve and to grow today. Wow, I love it. Russ, tell me a little bit about, I know you you are involved with Southwestern Consulting and the Southwestern Coaching Program, and your coach, Kitty Barrow, has been working with you for over six years. And tell us some of the highlights from that, and what, what have you thought about your coaching experience? Yeah, I be honest, whenever um, I first got introduced to coaching, initially I thought, man, this is a waste of my time. I know they're all there is to know about sales. I've been in sales for 10 years. There's <laughs> at this point, you know, I, there, what could somebody teach me? I, I had all of those negative thoughts in my mind, but um, we, we had a, a sales 
kind of manager at the company I was with at the time. Um, we were Joey and I were working at this private firm and, and, and they had Kitty come in. And so she, she just started challenging me early on with just some ideas and thoughts. And I realized really quickly that, man, I, I, I have a lot more holes and a lot more areas that I need to work on. And so just kind of from a starting point, and it's funny, like you said, it's been almost six years now. And not too long ago, we were reviewing, you know, we, when we first started kind of some five-year goals that I had. And, I, and at the time when I first started with her, I was just a solo advisor. I was working in a, a larger firm, but at the time I was just by myself and um, just doing this stuff, you know, that just the traditional way. And I told her, you know, she was challenging me on what were my goals and, you know, what did it look like in five years? And I told her it was me working in an environment where I was teaching other people uh, how to do the process that I was doing personally, that I was going to be spending more time with my family, that I was going to be, you know, leading an organization and influencing people on a, a nationwide, potentially even worldwide level. And these were just dreams I had, that entrepreneur idea guy. And I was just coming up with this stuff. And, and you know, the the uh, sales numbers, she was asking me, you know, like, what sort of revenue do you want to make? And I was sharing with her some numbers. And it, it's funny to think about it. When we look back at that, not only have I eclipsed all of those goals, but the the dream that I have, it looks a little bit different six years after we started but it's the same dream. Like it was, we're doing stuff that I wouldn't have ever imagined. I would ever thought that we were doing a podcast. I mean, I, I'd never even listened to a podcast at that point. I, I would have never thought that we had, you know, a subscription based community that people were coming into and, and, and sharing ideas and asking for our advice on a, on a daily basis. I never would have thought that, you know, Joey and I would rarely if ever be the ones that are actually on the individual calls that we would have a team of people that did all of that for us. But it's so fun because the experience I've had through coaching is that she's been kind of that person that I could share my ideas with who never judged me, but questioned me and, and made me think deeper about every, every idea I came up with and then held me accountable to the basic things that I wanted to accomplish. Um, the things that I still struggle with today, like keeping a schedule. I mean, it's something that she gets on me every single time we get on, on a, a meeting. And, I, you know, this past week, actually, I, I, I set up a, a time with my um, executive assistant to to make me do my schedule. And we did it. And and this is, you know, this meeting that we're having today is, is a part of my block schedule. So just, you know, you know it's been a, a wonderful experience. I know she's been frustrated at me and I've been frustrated at her, just just the natural things. But it's so fun because uh, she's been there to watch me grow. And um, it's been helpful because I've had Joey come in on some of our calls and said, hey, I need you to ask questions and help me think through these things. And it, it's been helpful. So what do, what do you think, Joey, after being well, on calls with me? I was hoping you're going to let me have a word in, you know, just keep talking. But um, I would just say having Russ go through coaching, I have seen him just grow tremendously as a leader and as a, um, a visionary for our company and just seeing the little things along the way. Here's the thing. He mentioned he was really good at sales. Well, he was, but that's not what coaching 
that's not where coaching ends, at least from my experience through seeing Russ. Yeah, he's gotten dramatically better at sales. That's that's kind of a given. But this the other things, and, and I want to bring it back to what you said, Dustin, and what we've been talking about. Through this crisis, people are looking for ways to, to get better, to make changes, to pivot potentially, right? From what they were doing, they've got to find a different way to do business because that way of doing business is gone. It's over, right? And they're, they're searching for answers. Well, the same thing is true when we talked about our challenge about hiring people. We needed an objective third-party either software or person to step in the way and to say, uh-uh, nope, this is not the right person. Nope, this is, don't even look at this person. I know you really like them, but that's because they're going to be good in sales, not in administration, right? Um, so this, this coaching relationship, I've seen Russ really be able to grow dramatically and, and get the third-party objective feedback that he needed. He needs to be kicked in the teeth every once in a while. You know, I can't be the only one doing that. Um, he needs to be humbled. I mean, I, I tell people when he comes out of those coaching sessions, I mean, he's the most humble he's going to be for the entire week. Okay. That's, that's like the most humble. Um, but, but in, in reality, I would encourage if you're in the middle of right now, a dramatic change to seek out a coach. When you think that you can't afford it is when you need it the most, because you need that third party person to say, man, this is what I would do. This is this is how I would consider the next move for you. And um, anyways, I, I just feel like it's been invaluable. Hmm. That is powerful. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, I would agree that that more than ever during times like this, it is the, the best time to have a coach and have a guide to innovate and help you to go through whether it's a pivot or whether it's the accountability to stay the course. And so that is that really, really good. So as we're uh, wrapping up here and thinking through, man, this is really good content. How do we stay in touch with you guys? What would be the best way for people to stay connected and to hear more? We wanted to offer just a free gift just as a thank you for having us on the show. Um, we'd love to open the community up to anybody that's listening right now, whoever you are. If you are looking for a community of people who are seeking financial freedom in ways that don't just include the status quo, right? You want something now. You don't want to wait till you're 65 or 70 before you can retire um, just, we want to have a specific link here. It's wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash action for the action catalyst. So wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash action. It's totally free and uh, you can get in there. You can start downloading some of the content, the courses that we offer. They're free. Um, and, uh, just get into the conversation and, and be supported by those who are on the same path. Yeah. And I, I'd love for you to, you know, as you're riding down the road after you finish your Action Catalyst podcast and you got a little extra time in the day and you do want to hear me beating up on Joey and also at the same time, <laughs> listen to, to other entrepreneurs share ideas. Uh, we'd love to have you join us uh, on the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. It, we, we try to make it a fun but informative and action packed uh, podcast that really helps people, like I said before, and just be inspired to take action 
I, we love it when, you know, we hear from the, the husband and wife that are listening to it together. And they're like, you know, we come home now and we actually talk about finances when before it was a burden. It wasn't something that we really were inspired to talk about. But now, you know, after listening to your last guest, it, it made us say, man, this is something that we need to do and start taking action on. So we'd love to have you on, uh, come listen to the podcast as well. That's great. Well, I'm sure that everybody will go check that out and go to take you up on your, your offer for the free download and the content. So thank you so much for sharing that. And we really appreciate you guys being on the Action Catalyst. And it's been fun having our conversation today. And I feel more inspired and feel like I have tangible uh, thoughts and ideas on what to do to help uh, take action and, and uh, move forward in today and into the future. So thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.